So I was looking at your 35 millimeter sticker and I see a lot of them with the 135 on there. Troop 135, yeah. local 135, 135. Is it, it's a that's doing that right now, right? Like the anti-135 campaign. Do you oh, know I haven't heard of? of an anti-135 campaign. There's an anti-135. Yeah, uh, wait a second. Are you guys serious? Yeah, I've never heard of that. It's 35 millimeter, not one 135 millimeter. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's yeah. like the whole 120, not 120 millimeter. It's not. Oh no, no, sorry. Because <laughs> it's not 120. 120, 120. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because, I'm mixing it up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, delete that because that's <laughs> dumb as fuck. It is. It is, um, it is 120 millimeter because people will be like hashtag 120 millimeter. It's yeah. not 120 millimeter. Well, no, I've it's seen yeah. the negative. It's called 120. Yeah. yeah. So so now no, they call it 35 millimeter because literally it's. 35 millimeters wide. So 1.4 yeah. inches. That's 35 okay. millimeters. That's where we get 35 millimeter. Yeah, now, right. Kodak, they're the ones who decided to call it 135. Okay. Way back in way back in the day in the very in, in So where did the in, 1 come from? Well, there's also the 110, there's also 110, 220. It's basically, yeah, 110 is the opposite all of, of those, 110 yeah. millimeters cuz oh my gosh, it's so incredibly tiny. Oh yeah, yeah it's small. Um Kodak is they're the ones who really kind of went and designated like, all right, we're going to call this 135, and then we're going to call this 120. Uh, they chose it because they, they wanted to. They just wanted to. <laughs> they can because they're Kodak. And they exactly, they're like, because they are Kodak. We're going to throw one in front of this for seriously, funsies. Seriously, But the 135 comes from the fact that it's 35 millimeters wide. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously. Now, 120, it's, that's just the... Des- this, the number that they assigned to it. Like, oh, okay, we're just going to call this 120. Um, but is that not 120 millimeters? Because if you if it was 120 no. millimeters, that's really long. You know, yeah. that's going to be a really, really wide negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people just automatically assume, oh, 120 millimeter. The same thing as 35 millimeter. I think our main problem as a society is <laughs> <laughs> we just don't understand math. The rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Math and the rest yeah. of the world. We use, we don't use a metric system like everybody else does in the world. We got to yeah. go and be weird and use the, you know, standard, the yeah. standard, you know, what do they call it? Imperial? Imperial, yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me why. Yeah. Don't oh, ask me why. No. you know, Imperial. America. <laughs> exactly. This is America. <laughs> Mer- America. It's America. Sorry, you got to say America. You know, there's no A. I, don't, yeah. I can't Plus ever you. do that and say it correctly. America? No, no, no. The other way. <laughs> what can't you say correctly? Merka? Merka. Merka. I feel like That's I'm right. like saying Merkin wrong. You gotta do it with the, the southern <laughs> accent. And there's gotta be a little bit of yeah. like a little bit of like, you know, gravelly to your throat in the back. Like Merka. Merka. Oh, Merka. Way too it much. Helps. You gotta do it with an accent. I'm like looking at you suspiciously Merk. now. <laughs> Born and raised in California. Yeah. <laughs> Although I lived in Utah for like 11 years. Don't pretend also, like there aren't pockets of weird here. Also, we're talking about 120. Um, like 35 millimeter, like each frame is 35 millimeter. Yeah. It's well, it 35 millimeter in the height. The okay. width is totally different. I actually yeah. have I have actually have all the the printouts yeah. for exactly the size yeah, of like a square. But most both but like most 35 millimeter photos are relatively the same. They're width. it's about 30 it's actually about 36 millimeters wide if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I have the information here somewhere but of course I'm not going to be able to for find the length it. of I'm the like photo because with measure. 120 it really depends on your camera. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. It's not all going to be because yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's uh, there's the different, different formats. There's six mm-hmm. four five. There's six 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 seven mm-hmm. six nine six seventeen. Mm-hmm. You guys remember we had that show here a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the guy shot all on panoramic, and those Close, were all shot right? on a Fuji GX six seventeen. So they were literally six by seventeen. So they were so really beautiful. really freaking six by seventeen. Wide. I mean, did you see that show? I did not. It was really beautiful. Yeah. You get a you get a lot of I'm just like speechless. information so, yeah. in that big <laughs> okay. of a negative. Here it is. Here's the information that I was actually talking about a second ago. So the term 135 was introduced by Kodak in 1934. Mm-hmm. So the film wow. is literally 35 millimeters wide or 1.4 inches. So I was right on those numbers. Yes. Uh, but the <laughs> image size is actually usually 36 millimeters wide by 24 millimeters tall. So that's kind of how we get that aspect ratio. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, it's obviously it's wider. So it's 36 millimeters wide and it's only 24 millimeters tall. Is it for the 35 millimeter frames? What? What? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the actual image size itself. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's that's totally. <laughs> but it's normally because it's it's the 24 millimeters. That's how tall it is. Mm-hmm. But it's actually 35 millimeters wide. But you have to subtract the sprocket holes on the top and on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Ah. That's where you get the 24 millimeter height, and then it's. 36 millimeters wide. Now I want to like take a tape measure. Are the sprocket holes really taking up that much space? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about how how wide a you know 35 millimeter negative is, yeah, you know that's 35 millimeters. So you call it 24. That's really not taking out a oh, that much. No. You know the sprocket holes, but but also the cool thing too is that the because they layer the whole entire film with emulsion, black and white or C41, you can shoot. Through the sprocket holes. Exactly. Yeah. So you can actually get, you know, a camera like Loma makes the sprocket rocket. Or you can get the adapters. You know, a lot of people 3D print the adapters. And you can actually put a roll of 35 millimeter film in a typical medium format camera. Mm-hmm. Not all medium format cameras, no. but some of the medium format cameras. And, uh, yeah, you expose the whole entire thing. It looks really cool. If you do I it like right. when people scan their ro- their sprocket holes. I think it's really cute. I think it's charming. And when I print, I actually like a lot of the times my the sprocket holes kind of inadvertently end up on getting into my prints because I don't crop any of my work. Mm. So there's a little bit of, you know, like I said, a little on bit the of the edges. sprocket holes just on the edges. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, so welcome everybody. This is the <laughs> Safe, Li- Safe Light Labs podcast. I am Rob, your host, uh, and as always, is next to me is Jake. Hello. Um, so this is going to be a this is going to be a fairly regular podcast. This is uh, n- episode numero uno, technically. Um, one point two. One point two. <laughs> version 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 one point oh was. Yeah, there was a bad humming sound on that, so we're not going to uh, be releasing that episode. But here we are, episode 1.2, and our special guest today is Starla Little. Hello, Starla. Hello. Glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> second time around. Right, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, la- the the first episode we recorded was over two hours. Yeah, it got um, real... Real dark and deep at some points. Um, you know, well, that's my fault, and yeah. I apologize. No, it's not your <laughs> that fault. This just it's just how we are generally. If that's anyone true. hears a conversation between me and Rob, it's what happens <laughs> when you put three depressed people in a room with microphones, <laughs> three relating too hard in one room. Yeah. And you're gonna get some really, really interesting, really, results. really dark stuff. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we we had some really really great conversations, and and I clearly don't want to try to recreate that whole entire thing. So yeah, um, I wouldn't even. It know. was great conversation. I I'm not. Gonna, I don't regret it. No, <laughs> no, of course not. But that's something that we should keep to ourselves. <laughs> exactly. It's, our little it's something now. that's only going to happen between the four of us. I love that you guys have yes. heard it and I haven't. So it's like your little secret. Yeah. It's funny. We, you say four of us like no one knows. But there is a sound guy here. Aaron. That's true. You know. Our wonderful Joseph sound guy. Butler. He's been live tweeting. Yeah. No. He is live tweet. Just kidding. He's not live <laughs> He doesn't even. I don't think he has a Twitter. Yeah. At, point, at some point, Twitter point. was relevant, right? I never thought of myself so Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so thank you for being here also and helping us out doing this because we couldn't yeah we can't do this without you (laughs) i would have no idea what to do like all right everybody gather around my iphone and we're all gonna go ahead and just like you know take turns talking into it and hoping that uh you know everybody's everybody's gonna (laughs) get picked up on the microphone so But um, so Starla, let's go ahead and talk about you for a minute. Um, where did you? How did you get started with shooting? Period. Shooting. Period. Um. Oh gosh. Do we want like the original origin story, or just like when I fell back into photography? Because like I feel like I've always been doing it since like 12, 13, 14, whenever I could pick up disposable cameras, when I could steal my mom's uh, Canon Rebel series camera. Um, whenever my girlfriends uh, had their parents' Polaroid cameras, like, you know, that's back in, like, late 90s, early yeah. 90s. But then, you know, and then through high school, you do your high school thing. Like, I didn't take photo. I was in broadcasting. Um, but all my friends took photos, so I'd hang out with all of my Oh, that's friends. right, because you wanted to be a director. Right? I did want to be right. a director. I really wanted to. Like, it's hard for me to can. hear music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for me to hear music and not see like visuals if so like a lot of my early photo work is inspired by music mm-hmm. but after working on a music video like a couple of years ago i'm like oh snap this is so not for me <laughs> so you wouldn't <laughs> my friend do it again. chris is an amazing director mm-hmm. um i would work for him any day of the week i would still do some cinematography for sure but um and maybe like some ph- direction of photography and like work with lighting and stuff like that and maybe do something along those lines, but I would not. The video production has changed so much in the past 15 years. Like, I just am in awe of everyone who can do that. It's just too much for me. And I like to slow down and take stills now. Yeah. So I got back into it right around the time that I had my daughter. So it was like nine years ago, this December. Yeah, I got right back into it. That's the, the transition of like digital going, becoming popular. And film going out, so getting film cameras was super easy on eBay, super cheap. Super cheap. Mm. Um, getting expired film was super cheap. Getting film in general was still super cheap, and it was still super cheap to send it out. Um, like Snapfish used to develop my film. Um, they don't do that anymore. Like most places don't. Were they a local? No, Snapfish. You never heard of, never heard heard of, of Snapfish? No. This is like what a lot of like basic <laughs> people use to like get their photos. They'll like upload their photos to Snapfish and then like print them out at like oh. Walgreens or like Target oh, or something. Okay. You know, like big brands. Sounds a little familiar. I feel like I it's one you of said the it was a development thing. Like the but one. yeah, oh. they used to develop film the way oh, the darkroom okay. does now. Oh, okay. You would get an envelope and send your film in. 
And then they would send you back your negatives, <laughs> which some places like Walgreens and stuff didn't for a little while. Hmm. Or, no, just, not Walgreens. It was Walmart. Yeah, they were actually just throwing stopped. away the negatives. Like, okay, well, yeah. we've got the digital files now, so you're no good. Point. And then, it's like, oh, my gosh, you've got low-res scans. You're just stuck with those cr- trash scans forever. Oh. No offense to anybody who gets low-res low scans, but, like, at some point, if you want to print your work, <laughs> yeah. God forbid you can't you go above, like, a four by negatives. six. Yeah. Like, that's a tragedy. <laughs> like, I find it to be a tragedy. But, yeah, I started again about nine years ago, and then I started seriously shooting toward the end of, like, my modeling career. I just had all these ideas for shoots that I wanted to do, and I didn't have photographers who were seeing my vision. So I would get my model friends to come and model for me um, and kind of help me realize those things, which was super fun. Um, And it still kind of gave me that like directorial kind of feeling that I always wanted to have. And I also backstage is where I really got into like photojournalism Mm -hmm. and just like watching people live their lives, you know, and just documenting what was happening in front of you. So cool. Yeah. Like, being around creatives, it's hard not to be inspired when you're like watching all these people work together to make something. It's just Agreed. magical. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I, I I've always been drawn more towards the um, photojournalistic style. Yeah, you know, I I I love that. I've I kind of tried to do a lot of that when I was doing weddings and stuff like that mm-hmm. back in Utah. That was more along the lines of what I was trying to do was capture all right this is the moment that's happening right now i don't want everybody staged up in front of you know a giant bush or a you know fence or yeah. you know open field or something like that yeah i mean there's 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 a place for those but yeah. i wanted to be able to capture be in the moment let's not worry about the photographs don't worry pretend that i'm not here <laughs> mm-hmm. pretend like i do not exist photos do turn out better when people don't realize that you're taking them. Exactly. <laughs> that's why everyone loves those candid photos. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, candids are the best. And they just, it, even to this day, it still bugs me when I'm like, I'm trying to do candids and all of a sudden somebody sees a camera and they're like, oh, we're going to pose. Yeah. I just want to scream. I just want to scream. Oh, I'm I like, no, that. don't. You just <laughs> ruined the photo. There's also that. And there's also people who just like feel the the need to photobomb. Yes. They see the oh, camera and they'll jump are in. Annoying as I'm like, please don't. That, I'm doing something right now. That is my wife. <laughs> that I am calling her out right now. She is not a photo bomber, is she? To me, she is. <laughs> she did it last night. So, so our good our good friends over at uh, Little Dame um, Shop here in North Park. They just moved to a new spot. I closed up the shop early last night, and I drove over there with my camera. I've got my very first roll of Acros in 120 that I'm shooting for the first mm-hmm. time. So I've never shot Acros before. Uh, and the grand, this is the old stuff. This was I was shooting this on the Mamiya six four five. So I've got the Mamiya six four five. I'm standing outside the shop and I'm trying to get a really cool shot looking inside. And here comes Katie right over to the window, just like flipping me off, going, "Hey!" And I'm just all I had to do was like give her the okay, sorry. <laughs> and she like walked away, but it just yeah, the people who decide like, oh, I just got to go and photobomb. I know. I think it was because living in such a digital age, people were like, "Oh, we could just you can just delete it." You know what I mean? But is, that, so, is that what they're doing? I, or I feel like that's well, yeah. I I, I don't think because I don't I don't think that people assume that we're shooting film. That's true. You know what I mean? I, I a lot of people now, especially younger people, don't yeah. even know what film is. Yeah. Albeit there is a resurgence. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's still like this like. 
what is that? Yeah. Or, or let me see it. Can yeah. I see it? <laughs> like, I brought a no, point, you cannot see it. <laughs> I brought a point and shoot to work, and one guy, like a newest guy there, he was just like, where do you put the SD card? <laughs> and I was like, it's just the film cameras. Oh, oh, so can you like, can I like see it right now? I'm like, no, definitely can't. How old are you? And he's like, 25. I was like, you're 25 and you don't know what this is? No, that makes that makes that perfect makes sense. sense. It? Okay. Yeah. It makes, okay, that makes perfect sense. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm in that age bracket. I'm in my late 30s. Grew up a shooting film. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. the only thing that we knew. We had right. you know the development class. We had the darkroom class all in high mm-hmm. school. That's where I learned this stuff more than 20 years ago. So, but then we moved into that, we moved into that age right around the early to mid 2000s, mainly the early 2000s, right into the mid 2000s. That's when it really like digital photography just like completely took off. I mean, this is not all, this this is information that we all understand, but it's that generation, those kids, especially like the 25 year olds now. I'm calling them kids. That's how I'm. Yeah, I feel like an old man now. You can, you, you know, can. These, you're allowed these to. damn you're kids. In your you know, 30s, you're allowed get to off my lawn. Like I just turned thirty. I can do that now. I think I feel like twenty-five-year-olds kids. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I can. These youths over here. <laughs> youths. Um, <laughs> so, um, so sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, kind of going back to to you and everything. So you were. You said you said you were kind of doing the modeling thing. You started shooting all these models and stuff like that. So, kind of. Pick up, pick back up from there, and where did you? Were you doing digital or all film back then? Mostly film. Like I started off shooting them on film because that's what I had, and then somewhere along the line, it did start getting a little expensive. So then I transitioned to a crop sensor mirrorless, mm-hmm. um, which I wouldn't say transitioned as much as I was shooting both of them. Um, scanning also wasn't that great. Whenever they started phasing it out, and they started phasing out like places that you can get your film develop thank God for Mm -hmm. the the dark room in that regard, because like where I was located, there was nothing, nowhere to send your film. You couldn't just drop it off. You had to like ship it all the way across the country. This is in the South, right? South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Had to, had to send it all the way (laughs) to California um, to find, which now there are a lot of other places that do developing that you can send your film out to, right? or you can drop it off at, or you can do it your darn self. <laughs> so those are things I didn't know, because I was just so brought up on, you know, you drop your film off at Walmart, you get your doubles back, you get your negs back, and then you just live your life and put them in a shoebox somewhere. But, uh, um, and then somewhere, I didn't start doing digital digital, like full frame until like, five or six years ago. So I've always kind of just maintained shooting film and shooting digital simultaneously. Um, If it's something big, like something where I'm going to be shooting a lot, I still shoot digital because like, I'm not going to go through 1500 (laughs) images on my film camera. I'm not balling like that. (laughs) So (laughs) it gets a little pricey in those numbers. But for everything else... And those are for commission shoots. You use the digital camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, which now I'm transitioning to using film for my commission okay. stuff. Especially for portraiture. Like, mm. I get oh, yeah, a lot for of sure. jobs for portraits. Um, it doesn't make any sense for me to continue doing digital because my time is valuable. And it's actually more um, cost effective to shoot film. And... Um, because of the posts. But the post is yeah. so much easier. Yeah. I mean, the, the appeal, oh, yeah, yeah, the appeal of digital used to be that it was cost effective. 
mm-hmm. like you just invest it, you make this huge purchase and invest in this very expensive gear this one time, and then you don't have to yeah. do anything for ever. Yeah, until you sh- until you have to replace <laughs> your shutter. <laughs> but then you gotta do everything. Or else. depends you on how much you're shooting because yeah, I've exactly. totally replaced my shutter. Yeah. Or until your camera gets completely or or becomes completely obsolete (laughs) with the technology. I mean, that's that's true. I mean, the very first digital camera I ever bought was two point one megapixels. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even think about trying to go and shoot that today. It was a Sony something or uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's you actually make a very valid point because that is my argument for shooting film versus shooting digital. Yeah, is it? I think it's actually more cost-effective to shoot film it than is. it is to shoot digital. Because it's also timeless. You know? A, it's timeless. Yeah. It is timeless. B, yeah. it it's better. I'm so totally sounding like an elitist right now. Um, <laughs> C, I feel like it's this is better. the place for that. Yeah, this is your podcast. You can do whatever D, you want. it's better. Um, uh, you know, but you're going to go spend, like, say, $2,000 on a camera body, you know. Or some, more. Or more. All right, we're just going to, for random numbers, let's <laughs> yeah. just say, all right, 2000 bucks. 2000 is like a good good full frame body yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. two thousand bucks for a full frame body you know you invest in a little bit of glass you know so you're what you're maybe three thousand dollars you know for a couple of decent lenses maybe some primes I or something jump like off that a i don't right know now, just hearing just, about it i know <laughs> but you know you spent three thousand dollars great but that camera body in five years seven years eight years is going to be completely obsolete mm-hmm. and there's going to be something there's actually going to be something better is going to be coming out next month because that's oh, for so sure. where it always happens. That's what happened to me when I bought my Canon five, um, my my fifty D. That was the that was what happened to me. I said, "All right, I'm just going to go ahead and buy it right now." And you know, the sure the sixty D is going to be coming out, but I don't need all those features and stuff. And as soon as it came out, I had my camera for a month. I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of wish I would have waited on yeah, that one." Yeah, but how, um, I mean, like, how would you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, I have the right. sixty, and I've been using that for years. And there's a sixty Mark II now, like. Mm-hmm. How do you know? And then, you know, for a while, the 5D Mark III was, like, the one to have, and now there's, like, the 1D the, There's also whatever. the 5D Mark IV. There's, yeah, there's yeah, the like, one, yeah. Cameras I, that I just, like, can't even fathom affording right now. <laughs> I think there's all those cameras. I don't know. I am so not up on it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, my, <laughs> no little, my little, like, Canon Elan 7 can do just as good oh, as my Canon 60. That Elon 7, I can put 7, the though. same lenses on it. It was ex- it was like one tenth of the cost or oh, yeah. less, way way less than one tenth of the cost. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Where's the math?" So let pull up a calculator. But it was very well, actually technically, I got the camera for free. So <laughs> even better because <laughs> so everybody does that. They're like, "Oh, here results. Yeah. I don't use this no, anymore. Here, can you use this?" Yeah, and they yeah. end up no giving me these room. cameras, and they're awesome cameras. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing cameras. Um, I mean, albeit like if you're using autofocus, it doesn't have like the same focus points yeah, or whatever. You can live your life. You learned how to use <laughs> manual focus. You'll be fine. <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting the same results on my on my film camera as I am on my digital camera, except for I don't have to put them in. I don't have to wait for them to load into Lightroom. I don't have to go in and put the presets on or mm-hmm. do the lighting tweaks um, because I was lazy and didn't meter properly or whatever it or is. Or even thumb through the 3,000 images that you may or have shot. Or thumb through the overshooting of images. Like That's my very least favorite part is the, excuse me, the culling of the images. Yeah, yeah. Like, ugh, kill me now. Not I fun. know. I, I, the spray and pray. I, that's <laughs> I know. If you I can't want, say I, mean, I didn't do that on my job today, though, because like I was shooting four dogs and two people. So... 
I, I mean, there are situations where I do prefer digital. Like I probably oh, anytime shoot. you're shooting animals or <laughs> children. So those are pretty much the same thing. Yeah, they um, are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've got you've got to take a bunch because somebody's going to be looking the wrong way, or a dog's going to be, you know not paying attention or licking his butt or something like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just I would take a picture of the butt licking. 100%. Um, That's a good photo. Yeah, I mean, For dogs? it is authentic yeah. to what is happening. It's like their day-to-day yeah. life. So I'm in the moment. Authentic. Yeah, it is 100% in the moment. <laughs> it brings in the photojournalistic <laughs> aspect. <laughs> yeah. You know, the dark side of things. Like, this is what they do. This is you, the reality. Yeah, this is the reality. This it's is just my the life. reality. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be cost-effective with shooting film, shoot Kodak Gold, man. That's amazing. Oh, Kodak Gold, the Kodak Gold 200 is far my favorite film stock. Now, for a while there, (laughs) so when I first got back into film about three, four years ago, um, I was buying this expired film Mm -hmm. um, from a local shop here in San Diego, and it was Kodak Super Gold 400. I actually have Royal Gold. I don't know if I remember this. I have have a few rolls of Royal Gold. So the Royal Gold, um, I don't know much about the Royal Gold. Yeah, I haven't shot any of it. What does that look like? I'm like, bring it. I want to like stare at your weird film stocks. Good. I got you. I got you, Doug. (laughs) The Super Gold. The Super Gold was really cool. It um, was this film was actually branded for the Asian markets. Mm. Um, So it actually wasn't available here in the states. But the guy who was buying all the film through, he was getting it from a supplier. I just still don't know which supplier it was. Um, It was technically expired, but expired by like a month. So oh, okay. it's the film was still absolutely fine. I didn't have to like compensate for anything. But man, the colors on that stuff was oh, they were just absolutely amazing. But I can't get it anymore. So that stuff is gone. I shot, you know, I I have one roll left in my fridge. I have one roll left. And I'm saving it for a very, very special occasion. But do I'll you tell know you, what you're gonna use it for? Like no. do you have a mental image already? No, not yet, because I mainly shoot black and white in the first place. Mm. Okay. So I it's kind of gonna be I'm just the right situation is going to present itself and I'm going to be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to grab this roll of film. This is what I've been waiting for. But my substitute now from the Super Gold is the Lomo 400. And I have a feeling it might be I, the same freaking film stock. It might be. I I'm love, so curious I now. I love Lomo 400. 800 I haven't shot so 400 much. in a while. I can't do 800 though. I, I, I did some shots and I was like, man, this is too big. Buttery? I don't know if that's the word. I I, that's the word I'm looking for. I feel like for, greens are really pretty on 800. I might yeah. be mistaken. I'd have to like go back in my files. It looks too smooth to me, and I'm just like too mm, smooth. I don't know. It's just like buttery is a word I can that comes to my head. So I, can't. I like the term yeah. buttery. It's <laughs> a good adjective. Yeah, I'm but an American. A, yeah. You said butter. I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> butter. <laughs> Um, so start, you kind of, um, you do a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) as I'm trying to transition here. It's hard to transfer. You can't. It's butter. Going from butter back to Starla. Um, Um, thank you, by the way. Uh, 100% 100 American. Starla is very buttery. What can I say? Very, very American is what we're trying to say here. Whoa. (laughs) What is that supposed to mean? Buttery. So, so start a lot of the stuff that you're doing, a lot of the stuff that you're doing nowadays, you work a lot with the, um, Burlesque community. I do. Tell me, tell tell us a little bit more about that because, like, I wanted so to jealous. Segue into so the zine that is actually sold out. All those folders are great. I think so. It might still be available on Shoot Film Co. Ooh. I haven't looked in is a while. Shootfilmco.com, Mike Padua. And then I haven't. Boy. You were at Little Dame <laughs> Shop last night. Did you see any copies there? 
No, I was too I busy. To I was too <laughs> busy. He wasn't looking. I was being too busy. Uh, I was too busy being irritated by Katie sipping in front of my camera and <laughs> trying to um, uh, ruin all my photobomb all my photos. Yeah. Um, I think Shoot Film Co. has a couple of copies left. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about how you kind of a got involved with the burlesque community and kind of what you are doing right now with it. Cause oh my gosh. it's a really, really, really cool story. So yeah. I know what's going on, but for our listeners, actually for our, for our good friend, Jake here, who does not know anything <laughs> about Hi, Jake. Apparently not. I you don't, don't know. know anything? Uh, I don't know anything. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been what shooting is... for like eight, nine months now. That's you know? kind of awesome it's though. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Like, cause you're still like, like in love with it. Yeah. Like, you're really like, <laughs> like going to town he's in the and like phase. absorbing all the really? knowledge. You're Don't the ruin this for phase. me. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> the, the, the reality of a marrying film is just <laughs> it's an abusive relationship. It is. <laughs> no, I, I, my wallet's already feeling it. My wallet's already feeling it. So don't get me wrong, but I love it, and I don't feel like I'm gonna shy away. I've gone through phases with a lot of interests, like, like rock climbing. That was a thing for a yeah. while. I haven't done that. I'm in the same way. I go through phases with things, <laughs> but, but not with it's, it's lasted a long time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Eight nine months is a long time. Consistently. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's the I have not stopped. Relationship. Yeah, you know, and I just keep <laughs> getting more cameras. So. Right. Yeah, so like the brand new, like the brand new, brand like, brand new quote yeah. unquote brand new. Yeah, the brand new to me. Uh, right. uh Yeah, the brand new uh, Yashica LM. Yes, I love this camera. I've had it for all of three days. Now. It's really good condition now. Yeah. So like this was beautiful. actually yeah, it was actually Rob's camera first. It was. Yeah. I found that camera some dude was selling it on OfferUp. Um I don't think he knew he actually he didn't know what he had and I think I picked that thing up for about 80 bucks. The shutter on it was pretty sticky, so uh, I sent it off and had the whole thing CLA'd. In fact, he sold it for 80 bucks with a sticky shutter. Um, well, he had no idea. He uh, so so this guy this guy went and bought storage units and oh, then okay. just kind of went through. The coolest thing about that camera though, though is that it actually had a roll of Portra film in it that was already shot. So did you developed this. I did. What was on it? I did. Oh my god. Um, <sighs> scared. I'm scared. It could have been a lot cooler. I could, oh. say, I could say it could have been a lot cooler. I could like really lie to you guys right now and just say, you know, that there were some, you know, really oh, amazing. Do you guys want to know about these uh, the second gunman on the grassy knoll? Yeah, I know about that. No, um, it's it's not as cool as that. It was literally just a bunch of like old World War II warplanes um, shot probably within the last ten years. Oh, he um, just went to like a museum yeah, or something. No, it was they were actually like being flown and stuff, and oh, okay. but it was like you know out on a runway with a bunch of. You you know, old, you know, airplanes. It just, it wasn't that cool. Yeah. It sounds cooler than it actually was, but, you know, it was still fun to be able to go and, and develop it. Um, it was Porsche that, uh, the Porsche NC, mm. um, the 160 NC. So definitely, definitely one of the older um, Kodak films, but. I'm so nosy. I would have loved that experience. NC. I just want to see yeah. what's on everyone's negatives all the time. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what are you showing? Yeah. Looking what are you looking working every, on? Looking at everybody's shoulder. Yeah. What are you working on over there? I, yeah, absolutely. I'm just like <laughs> so, so curious. I need to know. But yeah. now your own personal stuff, though, talking about the burlesque stuff. Oh, you didn't see how like I deflected that conversation. You deflected it. Yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> try. You're like, we're try. here to Did get we in. Invite you here. Yeah. <laughs> we're here to get down to the nitty gritty of who Starla Little actually is. Nitty gritty. 
on the inside. I feel like this is a logic class. Yeah, you got that. Humanities. <laughs> I did not get that reference. Not your Libre. Oh, okay. oh see? Yeah, okay, see? Gotta look. watch that. You have to watch that It's movie. been a long time. I'm gonna have to you do have it just to get the reference. This is the time of year to watch Christmas movies. So, so die hard every if day. If you want to know who I am, like deep down inside, I love Christmas movies. I'm sorry to Don't your apologize. mother My for <laughs> cursing. Nancy, if you're listening, I apologize. This is a really good streak for me, though. I'm just going to put it out there. This is real life, though. So, like, In all reality, this is real life. Right, and oh Die Hard gosh. was one of them, right? I've never seen Die Hard. <gasps> oh. I don't feel like this counts as a Christmas movie. We're done. You guys. We're done. done. Podcast okay. done. Everybody flip the table. That's it. Walk out. Podcast done. I'm currently, I'm currently, yep. Yep. Sorry, guys. Out. He just out. walked That's out. It. Yeah. We're done. What year was this released? I know it was like in the 90s, right? 92, I want to yeah. say. I know it's been in my lifetime. So I'm sure it was playing at my like uncle's or my grandma's house, like right. on a TV somewhere. And I was just so not interested when I was like six or seven or however old I was. It was just Ooh, like 88. Yeah. Sorry. 88. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. there's a huge I debate like, on that movie. But it's it a Christmas movie. I was born yeah. in 87. Okay. So okay. Like, <laughs> I know, but it's still a Christmas movie. <laughs> I know. I, every guy says that this is a Christmas movie, <laughs> but who was the director of this movie? Uh, okay. That is I feel a like good... this is like basic common knowledge. Well, anyways, you can't say that because you haven't even seen the movie. But <laughs> he even, has a point. I'm gonna say that, like, there. If you go and you like look around on the internet, even the people who made the film and were involved in the filmmaking will Bruce say Willis it's not thing, yeah. an effing Christmas movie. You guys, yeah. John McTiernan. It just yeah. took place at Christmas, which yeah. McTurnan. Ooh, McTurnan. There you go. But like. No, yes, it takes place. At, it takes place at Christmas, because which is what makes it a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Because Here, there are lights. <laughs> Home Alone. In the background. If you're gonna go with the same concept, is Home no. Alone also a Christmas movie, or it is Home Alone not is. a Christmas movie? Because uh, Home Alone just happened know. to take place around Christmas time, and the family was gone. Is right. Okay. Uh huh. So if you're thinking about <laughs> it right now, you're wondering. All right, is I've Home Alone really it. a Christmas movie, no, or I've is it not a Christmas movie? Okay, that is a Christmas movie because they're traveling because of Christmas. Like, the story so is So was John McClane. Okay, <laughs> but I haven't seen it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Okay, so tell me what I'm missing in Die Hard. We're John not McClane. talking about my photography now. Yeah. We're just John talking McClane. About Die Hard. Yeah, this, no. is, this is a photo photography podcast. <laughs> this, is exactly, this is exactly... Well, no, this okay. needs to be addressed. This goes, <laughs> this goes beyond this photography. This is a very, very, very important subject. John McClane... <laughs> Was traveling to see his ex-wife because of or Christmas, technically wife. I, mean, yeah. I think they were in the process of getting divorced, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but he was at, around Christmas time. He was actually coming out to see her, and then the whole thing happened. And you know, at Nock, Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. What about the plot point? Is important to Christmas just the traveling? Okay. You could say the same thing about Home Alone. They yeah, are. I mean, you're right. You're yeah. not wrong. They are in the middle of a giant Christmas party. So okay, the company cool. so and all the people, there is an importance because that's that means that everybody's all well, together. Now in this. I can't just take the internet's word for this. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, please. I please. I'm, I'm so worried. I'm not gonna like it. Like I feel like things get overhyped, and then I'm like, <laughs> ooh, that shit was terrible. No, 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 and then no. I have to judge everyone's taste around me, and then you, I feel bad for you know, all my it's friends. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I have a lot of friends who tell me that Roadhouse was a stupid movie. Roadhouse. Or people it's who don't like movie. Nacho Libre in your life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that yeah. movie so much. Nacho Libre is such a great movie. It's such a sweet movie. And people sh on it. I, I'm really unfamiliar. Like, it's good. I get like, it's, 
But I remember pants. when it was released. Stretchy, stretchy pants. No, it's you know, it's just the the use of corn throughout the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of people. A lot of people don't like Napoleon Dynamite. They think it's a really stupid oh, that's movie. That's true. I hated it the first like fifteen. I times actually I saw don't it. like. No, I love but the like, director. Time number sixteen. It was Jared Hess is great. I don't yeah. care for Napoleon Dynamite. It's it's okay. I lived in Utah, like I said, for eleven years. Um, it it is accurate. <laughs> is it, just it is accurate, and I, and, and I do and apologize. Dull. I do apologize to everyone who may be listening to this who live in Utah or Idaho. U- I'm sorry, U- but Utahans, Utahans, nodding their head in Utahans. agreement. Utahns, Utahns, yeah. And by the way, they also Utahites. say they say they say mountains, Utahites, and they say crick. Oh. It's not Aww. a creek. They say creek. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, love that so much. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Home Alone is also a Christmas movie. Can we watch Die Hard here? Can that be Absolutely. something we do? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know what? I think I think that actually kind of needs to happen. We've been talking about doing a movie night here at Safe Light Labs yeah, anyways. do that. So, I mean, we I would want to try to do more, you know, art house films or, you know, oh, hey, by the way, these were all shot on 35 millimeter or 60 millimeter. But I guarantee you Die Hard was shot on film. Oh, so guaranteed. 1988. You so. know what yeah. movie was shot on 16 recently? Uh, Guava Island. I don't. I'm not. It's a it's a childish Gambino. Oh, that's uh, yeah, right. Donald it's Glover. a new film. Ooh. Yeah, it's okay, amazing. That's right. It's short, but it's an amazing movie. Shot on sixteen. They also just shot yeah. that latest movie with Robert Pattinson. Um, Ooh. and um, heard about that one, The Lighthouse. Mm. I have not seen it. I've I heard a bunch either. of people talking about it. I heard it's really weird. I've heard it's just. I heard weird. I think that's the only. Thing that <laughs> my question is: weird, good weird. or weird, bad? Yeah. So like, people say weird, and that tells me nothing yeah. at all. Like I really don't know how to read into that. I think, I think, in my opinion, I think it would be a weird good, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I haven't seen it. So I mean, Whatever. I'm just basing this off of what a lot of people have said. It's just, it's just flat out weird. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all shot on film. There's a lot more movies being shot on film now than than. Oh yeah, you know, than digital. I mean, Tarantino, he's been doing a lot of his stuff. Your movie was actually shot on film. Detective Pikachu. What? Yeah. What are you saying? I mean, they did right post now? obviously all I the was Pokemon, like, what, but what are you saying? Yeah. But that movie was shot on film. There's like, a reason why that director was like, film. "This is why my movie looks better than, um, I think the new movie uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is coming out because Sonic the Hedgehog is shot on digital, and Pokemon was actually shot on film. Really? Yeah. Have that's you the seen one with Detective Ryan Pikachu? Yeah, that's the, the one. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. right? Yeah. He's, no, no, I have not seen it. Yeah, it's really good. It's good. I, I was like a little worried about seeing it, but it's actually really it's good. It's so cute. It's not <laughs> Disney. It's a surprise ending, yeah. by the way. Yeah, by the it's, way. It's not Disney, so I mean, unless it's Disney. I'm, oh, come I give on. it a shot. I give it a shot. If you're a Pokemon fan at all, you don't even have not. to be a Pokemon yeah. fan. Like but the kids are like yeah. diehard Pokemon. If it's got fans. Ryan Reynolds, like I love Ryan Reynolds. I think the guy is just absolutely hilarious. It's I great. Mean, then you should watch the movie. It's if good. you liked okay, Deadpool. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Oh I man, I love Deadpool. That movie was, <laughs> was Deadpool. that Sean film too? Because this is a podcast <laughs> about film. Um and we're like <laughs> so completely digressing yeah. from from the main topic at hand. You so know, which is Starla, ADD? by the way. Uh, I think yeah. all of us, since yeah. we have been trying to talk about Starla's... Um, <laughs> How much you know, time do we have left, by uh, the way? About, about 30 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, we're about, we're about halfway through. Okay. So, uh, yeah, about 30, 40 minutes. Um, you know, I think we all have ADD here, so that's kind <laughs> yeah. of why we're all jumping all over the place. But this is also just a normal conversation for us. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's true. We just happen to be sitting here, and I'm trying to have some sort of semblance of uh, We did draw a line. Order. There's like a line drawn about what we will talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the line? Let's be fair. Yeah. Can we talk about the we line? We were, well... No. 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 
We leave that on social media. Keep this, yes, it exists, keep, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> trying to keep this uh, somewhat family friendly. PG. Yeah, somewhat PG. A little bit PG. Mm-hmm. So PG, PG 13. I think it was most like I think uh, with the rating in movies, you can only say the F word once in order for it to still be PG. Is that true? Really? Yeah. PG for F word once? once? See, I thought it was oh, once for the like, F word for PG 13. Yeah, that's right. Oh, PG 13. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. PG 13. Like, okay, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought. So PG 13, you can only say it once. I'm not letting my eight year old listen to F words unless they're coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. I'm just like cursing my One kids time. out left and right. Like you say it a second time, it has to be rated R or something. That, well, that's, that's the MPAA though. Like, yeah. Like, which is just a bunch of random people. Like yeah. the MPAA is just a bunch of random people who happen to like. I think they all live in Southern California too. So they literally rate the movies. There was a whole documentary. It might just get I worse because people are just getting more sensitive. Honestly, right? I would make the mildest like <laughs> yeah. rated R movie ever. I'd be like, "What's the line? Yeah. Whatever the line is, let's barely do that, yeah. and then just have it be a nice mild rated R film." F-bombs twice just to get the R rating. <laughs> <laughs> but don't they sell out more? Like, don't rated R movies sell more tickets? I'm definitely yeah. more enticed to go see an R-rated movie than mm-hmm. I would be a PG-13 movie. Why oh. is that? I don't know. That's a good question. No, that's Venom like was PG-13 and it just here. wasn't as fun. Like, it could have been more fun with more blood. More <laughs> blood, guts, and F-words. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you know. He eats heads. More like, why wouldn't you make that a rated R movie? You know, uh, talking about eating heads, good segue. Um, <laughs> Starlet, let's talk about your and how much you Why like eating heads. Because it's so Listen. important to me to actually just talk Buttery about your eating heads. I'm going to go ahead and talk about Starlet Zine because if yeah, you yeah. guys have not no, seen that it, needs to that needs to be talked um, about. It's 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 actually such a really really cool concept, and <laughs> it was a great way to um, to highlight your abilities as a photographer star. I think I think it was pretty amazing. So for for actually for a lot of you who probably don't know, five minutes is a zine that Starlet did. She actually shot it all here at Safe Flight Labs, um, which is not the main reason why I really want to bring this up. But mm-hmm. she did uh, shameless plug. It was all shot here at Safe Flight Labs. Um, now the really cool thing about this is that every single performer had literally only five minutes in front of your camera. I'm curious what that sounded like from the outside of the studio space. Because you know I love shooting here. Yeah. And I always have something quirky happening in your space. But, like... The only thing that I really <laughs> noticed is that there was just, like, this massive amount of people walking in and walking out. Walking in walking out. Walking in. Like, it was just <laughs> over and over and over again. And they would only be in there for five minutes. Like, everybody was probably putting, I'm guessing, hours worth of prep into oh, their sure. outfits, their costumes. Are they Make costumes or outfits? <laughs> um, both. both? Okay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say outfit. I would say costumes. Okay, costumes. Yeah. Um, because the, I mean, essentially, these are all these are all burlesque performers, both men and women. Yes. And they came in here. They had five minutes in front of your camera to do a portrait session. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Um. So what 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 gave you the idea for this in the first place? Oh God, I'm stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sadist. No. Um, Glutton for punishment. I really. Like, looking back, I'm like, oh, I survived that. Because I was just, like, sweating bullets through the whole thing. And, like, you know, I, I had made this, like, plan and this list. And everybody had their time slots when they were going to come in and all of this stuff. And then I just, like, on the day that we were shooting the majority of everyone, I was just, like, sweating bullets. And, like, people weren't um, on time for their time slots. And I was pushing people forward and pushing people back. And it was just like, ah, what is even happening? I hope something comes out of this because... 
I would really hate to get out of here and realize I metered wrong and all these photos are trash. But no. um, it was a challenge done as a challenge to me. It was done as a challenge to break stereotypes about burlesque performers, strippers, um, erotic dancers, um, and women and men in general. Mm -hmm. um, so it was done to break stereotypes. And it was also done because like, most of the time when you're at a burlesque performance, you don't really get to spend more than five minutes with any performer while they're on stage. So I didn't want to be given special treatment. Like it was already special treatment that I was getting to sit one-on-one -on -one with these performers and that they were doing their hair and their makeup and bringing their very expensive, painstakingly created costumes with them and you know, hopping in front of a camera for only five minutes. Like I was already getting special treatment in that regard. Yeah, um, I wanted to kind of give that um, time frame, like where they would be on stage. So like I was shooting natural light here. I don't get natural light on stage very often when I'm shooting them. Oh, no. the any stage. <laughs> so what, regardless what it is, I, you know, I did have like controlled light in that regard. I mean, it was natural light. So whatever happens with the sun when it's moving through that time period. But um, so I did have some control and then I wanted to have like this element of also being out of control. So it'd still be kind of true to what I'm doing with them when they are performing. So it really was them performing and a highlight of their ability as a performer to come in, walk into a space and just be on like that, you know, and then share these like little sweet words about or not so sweet words about like what it's like to be a performer. The common misconceptions mm -hmm. about yeah. burlesque performers and everything, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a, a lot of work. <laughs> it was a whole lot of work. What? I want to know how, did you, did you put like a casting call out? I did. Yeah, well, so I've been shooting yeah. the, burlesque, um, uh, the burlesque scene here mm -hmm. for a little over a year and a half. And these are all people you've just met? So yeah, and some of them I that. hadn't met until yeah. that time. Um, I'd been to different shows and I photographed a lot of people performing. And so like a lot of people were following me because um, a lot of the performers were following me because of that. Some of some people I did reach out to because I, I was like, well, they're not seeing my stories because mm -hmm. I just posted on my stories. I think I might have put one on my Instagram, but like most people don't check yeah. their I, mean, I would say most people a lot of people don't check their instagram every day and you miss stuff yeah. you know it's all rough about instagram too yeah. just because a lot of people don't see your stuff because of what they originally follow right you know i so mean honestly if i could have had more thing. people yeah. i would have yeah. you know like this if i had more time it's just ruining me don't, <laughs> don't even get me started on don't. instagram yeah, yeah. let's <laughs> I, I think we can all agree that instagram not happy sucks. right now <laughs> yeah but also, it's a like, love hate relationship. <laughs> it is a it love is a, hate. Oh, it's a big time love hate relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, just I stopped. I stopped posting my personal stuff on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I shoot. I shoot you a lot. You haven't posted anything. Nope. In mm -hmm. well over a year. Nope. I have not. I see some story stuff here and there. You know, I it. posted. I did post personal? some stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, every once in a while, but that's a lot of like you know just my iPhone shots and stuff. Yeah. I did post some stuff on the Safe Light Labs Instagram page of some shots that I took in New York. Mm -hmm. um, some of the shots, you know, some random, just some random stuff that you know, that I'm like, oh, I feel like sharing this. This is some good, you know, family friendly content. Um, you know, my personal stuff, I I do shoot a lot of nudes. That's just kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, and I kind of I kind of just got sick and tired of the Instagram 
world and worrying about the likes and worrying about, you know, who's following me, who I'm following, et cetera, et cetera. I just, I, I got burnt out on it really quick. Yeah. You know, I, I have a different mm-hmm. mentality of it now that I'm running a business. Um, I definitely think about it as a business as opposed to, oh, you know, nobody likes my work. You know, this photo's only got, you know, four likes it's on it. It's hard not to take it personally, too. It is very hard. And it doesn't, now it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you know, like, that's like true. The it likes, the doesn't. number of likes does not mean anything anymore because oh, of the gosh, new no. algorithms and everything. And I think we can all agree that Instagram is like, really taken mm-hmm. a down... A, 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 it is progressively it's just go, been going gone down. Downhill. Yeah, it's, it's been progressively going, gone down for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I mean, ever since they switched over to, you know, to the algorithm mm-hmm. instead of just doing everything by, you know, in chronological order. Yeah. Um, I miss the good old yeah, days. Yeah, I know. The likes, <laughs> the likes I'm not so worried about because now you have the whole insight feature and you can see how many people actually view your photos. Like that number is like about half of who follow me. So that's great. I want people to see it. I don't care if they like it or not. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. So you can actually see how many people actually see your photos, who see it through your profile. I actually don't know about this. As so wow, really? If it's a business profile. It, it won't do it for our business profile, right? No, it will. So you, if you have a business profile, you can look through your insights. It'll show you how many oh, people view the photo. You know, I don't like those like numbers it. because. Yeah. They lie. Uh, do you know oh, what I mean? Are you talking about the reach? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or so it's the same thing when I post like something that? on my like mm. business Facebook page. It says the reach is like big, but yeah. I don't know. We don't know. I'm you like, know I'm how, how many, how many times like Facebook ads show up on my screen mm-hmm. and that I even acknowledge their existence? Like That's me true. scrolling past something counts shouldn't as a, probably count counts as a reach. You know, as I didn't me, think like, about that too. But stopping and like paying attention mm-hmm. to it, just. Scrolling on pass. Oh, Instagram. Anyway, back Instagram. to what you were saying. What was I saying? Something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something you know, posting, I, I, yeah. I actually kind of wanted to, you you asked me what it was like being on, you know, out in yeah. the main main space. There was no, there was no thought of, oh man, there's just a bunch of chaos and a bunch of, you know, disorder going on. I was it so all worried that it sounded so loud and like there was so much happening because like I had music going and I was like yelling at my Siri to like start a timer for five minutes that I remember hearing a lot (laughs) start a timer for five minutes and then the alarm going off and being like well thank you for coming and then like shoving the next person through so like I think everybody was happy with the images that I turned over for the most part especially with how quickly because I only gave them nine frames each because I mean I'm not balling so I couldn't like just afford endless film Mm -hmm. I also had to like budget my film um i had four rolls of portra 400 and then a roll of cosmo photo which i believe is f- repackaged foma pan 100s black mm. and white uh 100 film um so i was shooting my nikon f100 for the portra and i was shooting my canon ae1 program for the cosmo photo mm-hmm. running those two cameras i think they got three black and whites and nine color each I'll have to like look back through my papers, but I tried to keep track of everything and like mentally, while everything else is going on, be counting my frames and like paying attention to what like my frame is and where I, where I have and how much time I have left. And it was a lot to keep track of mm-hmm. all at once. I was like, oh, there's a lot of things happening right now, and then metering and yeah. then like focusing. <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I'm going to forget. Especially using the natural light, having uh, constantly remeter. Changing yeah. or like, well, just a little bit of change from like bringing s- a subject closer to the window mm-hmm. versus taking like a wider shot of them. Oi, it was a <laughs> lot of work. <laughs> it was a lot of work, but at I the end of the day. I would do it again. Yeah. 
I would do it again. I would give myself more time. I would shoot more subjects. Mm -hmm. um, I would give myself more time in between subjects. Mm -hmm. Like maybe just like a minute to like breathe in between mm -hmm. subjects. Because I didn't do that. I just went five, five, five. I did do like a, a 10 minute span here and then a 10 minute span here. But I didn't give myself time to like breathe in between well you sets. were also you were also paying for the studio time so, yeah. so that <laughs> in itself like like well yeah because that is that is a that's an expense yeah you kind of oh, have to factor absolutely in, yeah so. i'm a very number oriented person and i'm always paying attention to like what things are costing and how much it's costing me to do what i'm doing i mean that was a lot of fun it was the most expensive project that i've done in a number of years um, but I feel like it was worth it because I love what came of it. I love the images. I love working with the community in that regard. Um, it was my first zine, so um, I had a love-hate relationship with that process because I had no idea how much work goes into making a zine. A lot. A lot, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a lot of fun, too. It was just like a lot of fun to see the response and to like be able to celebrate with the community. Uh, I just love the community so much. So I'm hoping like they can cherish these images forever and just like remember that experience in a positive way. Well, you've like way. immortalized them in the book. So yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's funny because I have a copy where I'm like <laughs> going around to the shows and there's like two people I think who haven't signed my copy, but I'm like getting the performers because okay. I don't get to see them often. Yeah, yeah. So there are a couple of people who haven't signed it, but my copy, I'm getting the performers to sign all of their photos that's awesome yeah and it's gonna be something i can take with me when i maybe don't live here anymore yeah. like i'll always remember this little like piece of san diego burlesque you know mm -hmm. in 2019 like these are the performers new and old and all the in between like it was a lot of fun <laughs> i learned a lot <laughs> well i got my copy signed by <laughs> by the artist herself oh yeah I didn't. It's do really that. easy to do. Yeah. Just, hey, Starla, sign this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask her. I think I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, I didn't Starla, sign, sign them freely. Like it was just like if someone asked for it, mm -hmm. um, which I know a lot of people like number their um, zines mm -hmm. or they sign them and everything. And I was like, if someone asks, I will. But no, I didn't want to litter it with my trashy signature. Oh, come on. <laughs> By the way, these are actually still available on shootfilmco.com. So I don't know exactly how many Mike has left in stock, but if you are looking for a copy of Starlit Little Zine, five minutes, do yourself a favor and go buy one because I personally have two copies. Do you have two copies? I have two or three copies. You did it again. What do you mean? Do you have two copies? Oh, did I do it again? <laughs> Did oh you not no. hear that, Jake? No, I was trying not to sneeze right now. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and I've succeeded, but I've totally blocked everyone out for like a few seconds. It took a lot of concentration. It did. Yeah. When you don't, when you can't sneeze, it takes a lot of concentration oh, no. not to. And then Your it eyes hurts. are just like yeah. watering. Are, are so you feeling I, I, okay? No, I, yeah, I, I succeeded. All I did was like slowly <laughs> inhale through the nose and it was fine. But. Lifting the, the nose guys. thing. Lifting the nose thing actually does work. Wait, for what? 
like lifting your nose. Yeah, so you put the finger on you put your finger on the end of your nose and you just like lift it up and that kind of like helps the sinuses and it yeah. kind of helps relieve that pressure from trying to <laughs> sneeze. All right guys, there's your life hack for the day. Life <laughs> hack for the day. If you feel a sneeze coming on, try yeah. it next time. I personally I don't like sneezing. Mm-hmm. So I don't like sneezing either, but my daughter and my husband both love to sneeze and they get like really upset. I'll say bless you before they sneeze and they swear that I'm stealing their sneeze. So they get like really stealing your sneeze. Yeah. I was like, you guys have some like psychological issues because that's not a thing that I have the power to do. But no. Yeah. Some people like it. Some people like to sneeze, like yeah. really thoroughly enjoy it. It feels good. It hurts my throat. I don't like really? it. That's it hurts my sinuses. Yeah. Like it just mm. things happen here and I'm I not think a fan it's funny of it. Because my sneezes are generally pretty loud because I let it. <laughs> I let it. Do I loud. used it's to. Freeing. I used to force yeah. them out. Yeah. I used to force them out a lot. Yeah. You know, and oh, I don't force them. It's just like when they come out. I know. I, my brother started doing this for a while. He would he would say the f word when he sneezed, <laughs> and I did that. And then it like for the first few that's gotta times, feel good for the first few times. Like if I was thinking about saying it when I sneezed, I would lose the sneeze. Oh, that's funny. But yeah. eventually, I kind of got <laughs> now. It's just a habit. It just happens. Now, if you feel like you're going to sneeze, but it's just kind of like starting to fade away, they say, "Look up." So this is a film photography podcast. <laughs> yes. about anyway, we've had to say that. At least four times during this conversation. That this is a film podcast, by the way. Because oh we God. all we all just have horrible. But ADD. this is a different film podcast. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of where that's we realize like the main that point. your whole life We're, doesn't yeah. revolve around exactly. Film, no matter We're how not, much you love it. I want to say we want. Well, we your life kind of does. Right. My now. life sort of does. <laughs> yeah. But like, we'll geek out about it. But like. At the end of the day, these yeah, are the important the issues artist, that people right? want to learn yeah. about. They want to learn, all right, how do I stop a sneeze? Yeah. How do I start a yeah. sneeze? Is Die Hard <laughs> a Christmas movie? Like li- yes. Podcast Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. Exactly. I, I like, really kind of want to go back to this right now, we're but we're learning. not going to. Okay, so you I'm, like, I'm not because convinced. We can, you can, can listen to so many podcasts and go on YouTube and learn so much about film, but hearing it from a personal from the personal side, like the emotional side of the artist, you know, and like of what they're going through versus just the gear that they're using. You yeah, know that's I mean? true. Because you're going to hear about that all the time. Like, oh, what oh. kind of camera are you using? What kind of film stock are you using? Gear, gear, you know, gear, gear, but gear. What's gas. going through this artist's mind while they're shooting? Yeah, yeah I want to know that. That's what I want to learn. You know, I mean? that's the that's the um, inspiration that, right, you know, right. that I'm looking for. Now, now, yeah. what what kind of stuff do you like to shoot, Jake? Because you are you're you're new to the photography world. Fairly new, yeah. Period. Yeah. So are you still in the experimental phase with like shooting yes. a lot of different? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, a lot of it. I've been experimenting. I've been pulling ins- like inspiration from other photography, uh, other photographers like Rob and like other people, like my other friends doing all these double exposures, these uh, long exposures. I've done a few photos for that, um, and I still haven't quite found what I want to shoot. I've already found things that I don't want to shoot. But, yeah, that's um, a process of elimination. Yeah, that's how exactly. I roll. So, but the things that I want to shoot and what I want to do, like it's right now, it's tough for me to just go out and just shoot and just take photos, just like mindlessly waste film. Not necessarily waste so, film, but yeah. like, yeah, to go out there. Once it starts affecting just, your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I mean, I found ways to, uh, you know, acquire film without You want to get your frame worth. Yeah, exactly. Um, but recently I've been thinking of more creating like creating something to take a photo of versus, you know. Yeah. So a lot of times I always look look at something, take a double exposure. I would flip my camera and cover half the frame, you know. 
or um, like do the long exposure thing. You work, you know, like experiment with Cinestill and the way the lights look, doing long exposures with that. Um, so I'm still trying to figure that out, really. That's it's good, though. That's like how you learn. So playing with it. It's know? definitely, it's a, it's a journey. It is a journey. Finding something that you're really good at and that yeah. you really enjoy, that you have a major passion for. Yeah. Like, like, personally, I like to shoot portraits. Mm-hmm. Those shooting people, um, whether it be in a studio mm-hmm. or, you know, in pretty much anywhere, that's what I like doing. And, and the very first, I, I knew I wanted to try it. But um, didn't really know anybody who were was really game to kind of you know try it with mm-hmm. me. So uh, so fortunately, Katie was the first one that mm-hmm. I shot. So I was just like, "Hey, I got some ideas. Let's shoot. Uh, do you mind taking off your clothes?" And she said, "No, I don't." And so <laughs> that was like literally how it all started. And which which was good. I'm glad. I'm glad Katie was the very first one that I shot. Um, and I then mean, uh, she's your wife. She didn't want to get naked in front of you. That'd be kind of right. Slightly <laughs> <It's laughs> naked for a, a camera. camera. Yeah, so exactly. It's totally it's different. different. Yeah, exactly. Or the you know the possibility yeah. of People the rest of the world yeah. actually seeing it. Yeah. And, um, now one of my one of my oldest friends. Uh, her name is Samantha. She lives out in Washington D.C. She I think she's in D.C. right now. She. Um, Came out here to San Diego for for a convention, um, and it was just like, "Hey, you're in town. You used to model. Do you want to shoot with me?" You know, and I'm and she she said she was totally down. You know, what was amazing about it? She had her boundaries, and it was like, "All right, cool. These are your boundaries. Mm-hmm. These are what we're. This is what we're not going to do." So, hey, that's awesome. It was really really easy to do. And we shot and I blew through like three rolls or four rolls in like a matter of like an hour and a half. I got them developed and that's when I realized this is what I'm good at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're amazing at it, by the way, because Thank I've yeah. got the opportunity to model for you before. Yes. Like I and said, I do pull inspiration from some of his photos. It's so gorgeous. So don't let this get to your head, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I'm going to be able to fit my head out of this, you know, yeah, out of this okay. room right now. Well. It's going to get stuck in the door frame. <laughs> um, no, I, I, but I think, you know, I tried a bunch of different things. I still like to shoot streets. I still like to, you know, kind of document things that are kind of happening mm-hmm. around me. Oh, yeah. A lot of the gallery shows that we have here, mm-hmm. I do like to take photos of the people, like looking at the art and stuff. That's that's great. But this is what I found that I am really good at. I think that I'm really good at. And again, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I'm the best at it in the entire world. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. But I've also gained some um, inspiration from a lot of my favorite photographers. You know, mm-hmm. like Ryan Muirhead. He's yes. my... Oh, my gosh. He's like my, my biggest inspiration. Mm-hmm. He... The way that he shoots and the the emotion that he ends up on conveying through all of his artwork is what really enticed me to try doing this in the first place. Okay. I, I wanted the viewer to be able to feel feel something. Mm. Not just like, oh, okay, it's another, you know, pretty person in, in front of a camera. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, I, I want an emotion. I want some sort of I want the, the viewer to be able to feel something mm-hmm. instead of just go, okay, cool, it's a pretty picture. You know, I if totally I want to take that. if I want to take pretty pictures, I can. You know, I know I can go out and take pretty pictures. It's oh yeah, really I know it. Instagram likes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going They're for the Instagram likes. But I'm going I'm right. for. I'm actually going for something. I feel. No offense. I'm going for something of substance. Yeah. I'm, I'm shooting. To, I'm shooting photos that I know I will like. Like mm-hmm. if I shoot, if I was going to do street photography, a lot of times I'll go out. I'll shoot something happening in the street, and it just it's not good enough for me. 
You know, yeah. what I mean? my, my ADD doesn't allow that. Like, if I look at that photo, I'm like, that's boring to me. I think like, a lot of street yeah. photographers would acknowledge that. Yeah. Like, you go out and you, a lot of people who shoot street do yeah. blow through their film mm-hmm. a little bit quicker because, like, you know, you anticipate some moments, but some moments just happen organically. Mm-hmm. And then some moments are just really not anything special or worth even clicking. Right. Like, I can take, an, like, you can find like a street photo and it'd be some really emotional photo for a lot of people. But for me, it's just me like, that's not, Oh, you're just like not drawn to it. It's just not drawn. Like I'm not drawn to it, you know? So I'll have to do something weird. You know, I have to do like experiment with my camera while I'm taking the photo, which is why I'll take a double exposure, you know, upside down or something like that versus, you know, just taking a landscape photo. Like there are many people that can take a picture of a mountain, but, but that's the beauty of it. I want it, a mountain coming out of another mountain, you know? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I want but a face coming out of it or something like that. And that's I mean? the beauty of it is that, yeah. you know, you are in that and you're in that area of, of experimenting and finding mm-hmm. out exactly what you like. Yeah. Now, you went through the same thing, Star, mm-hmm. or? I feel like yes, but also I feel like no. I feel like sometimes there are definitely still things that I want to try mm-hmm. that I haven't tried. Like I was just talking um, with Michael earlier. Like I've always wanted to try souping, but oh, I'm never. His, yeah. Oh, Michael <laughs> Walrus. I, I, yes. I want to pick his brain so bad. And I, I asked, like, I, oh, his he work was is just beautiful. here developing. And I was just like, dude, how? How? All your stuff is so amazing. And he's just like, I just experiment, man. Yeah, that's I was what like, it is. So simple. You know what I mean? Okay, so I will say this. Uh-huh. Um, I like my work a lot less when I'm having less fun Mm -hmm. Um, because when you are in those moments to experiment Mm -hmm. and to try things, your photos are way better because you're taking these risks that you wouldn't normally take. So like it does suck in that regard, getting commissioned to do these things because I'm getting commissioned to produce a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting commissioned just for being creative or being Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I'm not getting commissioned to be a creative director. I'm getting commissioned as a photographer. So like they want this end result. Whereas like I'm not having the same freedom to go in and play around Mm -hmm. and like try things, which is when all the magic happens when you have no set ideas, or even if you do have a set idea, you have this like wiggle room of like, that was fun. We got what we needed, but now let's try this and see what happens. (laughs) That's where your golden spot is. That's where all yeah. the magic happens. I love that feeling of like, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Versus like, I already know it's going to be an okay photo. I know. What yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're I like, metered that's, right. That's it's going to come out fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I want to know. Like, I don't want to know. I want to be like, uh, did that work? We'll see. <laughs> you know? uh, big difference. Try to surprise yourself. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's pretty much that. where I'm at right now is trying to surprise myself. Big difference between yeah. at being having to produce a certain set of images because it's a paid shoot mm-hmm. as opposed to, all right, this is my personal stuff. This is what I want to do. This Ugh. is the direction I want to go. Yeah. Um, which is probably one of the main reasons why I never tried to do this professionally. As I tried a job. not to do my, Ooh. my photography professionally. Yeah. That's why. Cause I said, I didn't, there's already photos. I don't want to take a, you know, take there's already photos. Like I'm just, I don't want to get paid to do something I don't like. Can I? I feel bad because it makes it sound like I'm ungrateful for <laughs> doing this. No, no. Which is not the case You're at so all. You're so ungrateful. <laughs> How dare no, you? I do love shooting and I love mm-hmm. turning over images to clients mm-hmm. and that feels really awesome. But Especially when they're the reality of the situation <laughs> is I'd rather be shooting film when I'm doing these things yeah. because of the back. End. The part that I don't like about mm-hmm. shooting like those types of things is the back end work that comes with digital 
just like weighs me down. It weighs my soul down. It's like some people love being on their computer and they love being in front of a screen and they love doing things with like, you know, all these enhancements and stuff mm -hmm. like that's like their happy place. Like going out and then shooting and then getting the film and the, I don't mind the scanning, but like turning those images over, like that's fun for me. F the editing. That is not fun for me. I don't enjoy, <laughs> I don't, I just don't enjoy sitting down for hours on end. Yeah. It's draining to my yeah. soul. <laughs> you know, and, and you made a very valid point. Some people love that. Some people Some love people it. Absolutely love that. You know, and, and that's at the end of the day to each their own. Yes, you know, absolutely. I mean, if this is the process that you absolutely love. Great. If this is the process that you don't love, great. You hate photography. Great. That's fantastic yeah. i mean you're wrong yeah. but <laughs> great <laughs> oh well yeah i mean obviously clearly but um you know i mean that's at the end of the day everybody likes something different and, and i think true. that's the beauty of you know photography and it being an art form mm -hmm. is that it is subjective Absolutely. Um, one person is going to look at a photograph and go, "Oh, that's the most amusing, uh, the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life." And somebody's going to look at it and go, "Holy crap, that's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen." You know, I mean, let's. Uh, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Jackson Pollock. You know, you can look <laughs> at some people will look at Jackson Pollock and go. <laughs> Like two-year-old could do that. Here, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and get my two-year-old a paintbrush. But a two-year-old didn't. Yeah, but a two-year-old <laughs> didn't. And then other people are going to look at that and, you know, it's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. I'm on that end where I think it's an absolute masterpiece. I mean, it was he definitely was doing something different. He had and a direction. He had yeah. a direction and everything. So, But at the end of the day, it's honestly, it's to each their own. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, fine. You know, I mean, I, some people hate developing their own film. Which I is, love the process. So I do I. Clearly, mm -hmm. I love the process so yeah. much that I opened up a you know community darkroom lab. But <laughs> some people also hate the process, and I think that's where a lot of the older generation, um, you know, people people in my realm, who or my age group, they grew up shooting film. That was the only thing they did know. So when digital came along, we were just so enamored by it because mm -hmm. it was so easy. Yeah, it oh, seemed man. to make everything oh, easier. Yeah, I, I don't have to wait, you know, a couple of days to see my photos and everything, you know. But but understanding where film is at now uh, and understanding its place in between, um, you know, in, in the world of, in this digital world that we do live in. We are always on our phones. There's so much stuff on the internet. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling you know, how much information is actually out there. Um, but having film find its place in a digital world, I think is absolutely fantastic. You know, and it's not one or the, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. If you prefer one over the other, I say go for it, you know, but if you prefer digital over film, awesome, that's great. I think the most important thing is that we are creating art. That's true. Because it's an art, mm -hmm. you know, as much as some people will go, oh, well, anybody can pick up a camera and shoot. Yeah, okay, go ahead. You know, I mean, I mean that is true. It is true. Anybody can pick up a camera and shoot. But um, talking about gear, just for a brief second, um, one of my favorite things to, to talk about is gear. So I, as much as I love gear, I love the technical side of it. But here's my point, is that you can put a, the most expensive large format camera, medium format camera, or you know, even 35 millimeter mm -hmm. camera, the most expensive 35 millimeter camera in somebody's hands um, who doesn't know anything about photography, doesn't know anything about composition or anything like that, they're going to take horrible photos. Absolutely. Most likely, they're going to take horrible photos. But you can put a really crappy camera 
you know, some homemade, you know, some homemade thing, which I'm not calling homemade cameras crappy, by the way, but I'm using that as an example. Crappy right. cameras, homemade cameras, a dollar point and shoot that, you know. Doesn't you, Lomography sell like those DIY cameras? They like totally do. do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can, can make put one that. out of like an oatmeal canister, yeah. like a pinhole camera. I made, yeah. I've made a couple of pinhole. I've got a 3D printed pinhole yeah. camera, you know. Yeah. But you can put that in somebody's hands who really knows what they're doing and it's the thing only costs you a dollar. Mm-hmm. They're going to produce some amazing images. Gear, at the end of the day, in my opinion, does not matter. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Is it more comfortable to drive in a brand new Lexus or a Mercedes from here out to New York? Yeah, sure. Can you do the same thing in a Ford Pinto? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly going to be more comfortable in, in the higher end car as opposed to, you know, a 1970s Ford Pinto that might explode on you. Um but adventure. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It all does the same. It all essentially does the same thing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't know. That's just my, that's just my two cents on gear. Um, you know, as much as I <laughs> am, yeah, as much as I would love a Leica M6, yeah. oh, yeah. you know, I, I definitely. How much do those do run, by the way? Does anybody know? Now you know? they're body they're only. Like 16, low 15, on the low end. You're probably about 1600, yeah. you know, high end. But it's like, Why? Supply and demand. Yeah. So two years ago, when I was looking at them, I mean, I could have, I could, you could buy bodies for under a thousand dollars, you know. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off. Now I regret that decision. The price just went up because <laughs> the prices just keep going up. Yeah. I feel like you know, my it's the most same expensive thing. film camera is like two hundred bucks, right? I think, I think mine was like seventy. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think about the most expensive. I don't know how much is the Nikon F100. No, I want to say the. I How much no do those idea. bodies go first, for now? When I first uh, the lens was eighty dollars new uh, used. Yeah, <laughs> when Target was still selling the Canon Rebel K two. Oh right! First of all, that's what I got. Yeah, I love that camera. It's a that great is camera. What, that is the camera I gave to my uh, friend uh, last year yeah. um, after I was shooting her wedding. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is the camera that I make most of my double exposures on." Um, I would love you to have it because she took my double exposure workshop there in DC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you have this, like you had, she had such an amazing eye during the workshop. And I was like, I know her as a creative. She has a fantastic eye with her iPhone. I was like, you are going to create beautiful things. You camera. need to have this. Yeah. My only issue was it kills batteries so fast. Oh, d- I don't yeah. remember having that issue. I've, I've, I've gone. Th- yeah. So Did I'll you shoot like, a lot? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, there's that too. But like yeah. I've, I've had my Minolta X700. Did you use the flash a like, lot? No, no. <laughs> I've had my Minolta X700 for about six months now, and I'm still on the same battery I've got. I got with it. I have not changed that battery. The batteries on my Nikomat EL last for a while, yeah. unless I forget to turn off the meter. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it really just kind of drains the batteries. Of in, outside of Instax cameras, I haven't changed my camera's batteries yeah, in see? years yeah. like i but wouldn't I've even know the rebels camera the battery at least three times those are expensive little batteries <laughs> yeah they those are, are. Shoot it as much. But they're also highly underrated cameras yeah. so any of the rebel series any of the older eos yeah. cameras it completely underrated mm-hmm. um i just looked up the nikon f100s you can buy those bodies for 50 60 bucks <gasps> Dude, all of them are under that's bucks. dope i'm so yeah. kind of have tempted to pick one up because yeah. they're great cameras um, yeah. they're amazing cameras yeah. See, the camera that I shoot with is a Necromat EL made in the mid-1970s. Mm-hmm. It was my grandfather's camera. He bought a brand new, and then he passed away in the late 70s. Um, and then it sat under a bed 
until about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got my hands on it. So the camera's, it looks practically brand new until I dropped it the other day. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> it was, I don't even know how it happened. It was on the tripod. It was here in the studio. I turned around. I was doing something else, and it just fell over. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, the only thing that's busted on it right now is the camera count, is the counter. Mm. Is, is, you know, that's the only thing that's not working. But other than that, everything is working just fine. So, but... Well, um, so Starla, I would like to thank you again for showing up again and recording with us. Yes. Thank again. you yeah, for doing I, this. I planned on bailing and like flaking, but I was like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood. Ouch. So. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. You know what? It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Um, so fine. just out of curiosity, where can people find your work? Um, you can find my work in a lot of places. No, I'm joking. Um, you can find it. Shoot Film Co. There's still copies of... Um, five minutes yep. available. Um, you can find my Instagram, Starla Dawn NDL, um, Facebook, Starla Dawn Photo, and of course, starladonphoto.com. You'll find links to everything, all of my things, all my projects. You can see articles that I've uh, written and all that boring photo stuff that you love so much. Hang on a second. Wasn't there an article in Lomo? Yeah, there's several. I'm, I'm actually going <laughs> to... Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> so sorry. me. No, no. <laughs> Th- there was one this year, earlier this year, for International Women's Day. It that's was... Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it was on <laughs> female well gaze. Well deserved. Uh, I'm going to be the Lomo home of the day um, in December. Um, again, I don't think that's twice this year, but maybe it's twice this year. Maybe. <laughs> no. It's pretty awesome. I love yeah, the people at Lomography, first of all. Like, I like what they do. I like the film they make. I oh, like yeah. their cameras and i love toy cameras oh, love so much lomo, a lot of fun. lomo uh, Fung is one of my favorite stocks too lomo 100 is my jam I mean, I'm 100 like, okay yeah, 100 is i think i've shot one roll of that. it's a great it's film a, yeah. it's inexpensive yeah I mean, you can't super dude, you can't. cheap yeah, for a 100 for like 15 film. bucks yeah dude, it's not dude no yeah. are you gonna pay how much for a roll of ektar yeah exactly <laughs> 10 12 dollars how much yeah. is a roll of ektar now i buy ektar once in a blue moon you just bought some earlier today for me right no i did not know i didn't buy any film from you that would have been funny, though. Oh, yeah. you were talking earlier about how you found creative ways to get film. Okay, now I know why my <laughs> film stock is all my numbers are off. All right, all right. Gotta you don't sell situation. expired film, by the way. Uh, so yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. So. I don't. Scarlet Go there. All the okay. all the links. All the what all about the you, stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, you can actually. So Safe Flight Labs has our has their own. Um, Instagram page. They, as in, yes. it's they, not you. They. It's just me. I say they. I don't know <laughs> You're why. You're the I only person. You're having a business. Yeah. It's what you do. Yeah. You know, I try to make it sound like we're a lot bigger than we <laughs> actually are. Um, but it's no, just you. At Safe Light Labs on Instagram. It's all it needs, though. Huh? It's all it needs. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, we're just at Safe Light Labs on Instagram. And then also, to our website is just safelightlabs.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, how about you? Where can everybody find you? Uh, right now, I'm only on Instagram okay. at at Dell's underscore Abispo. Um, that's I've, I'm still in the process of building a website, so Yay. which will probably still be under Dell's Abispo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask where the name came from. I hate telling that story. It's dumb. Um, that's all right. Okay. We're gonna well, save yeah. that. Like, We're gonna save that. Episode, right? <laughs> oh, you know, I think I think that actually sounds it's like a so um, uneventful. You know, I'm anticlimactic. I think we should go ahead and dedicate a whole entire. Episode to, <laughs> to Dell's about the best this, so. uh, Definitely, yeah. definitely coming, definitely coming down in the future. Yeah. There. Um, well, again, Starlet, <laughs> thank you very much for showing up today. Uh, you are we HM. really appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you. you you're guys awesome. for having me. This we is love so you. Fun. You're yeah. you're just you're such a rad person. So oh, if gosh. You, if you 
do not know Star, Ugh. go find her work. If you are down here in San Diego, if you've not met her, you need to meet her. You, you Just get a mob don't. and attack her. She's, she's really awesome. Oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's do some paparazzi shit on yes. her. So. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, hey, thank everybody for uh, tuning in to the very first episode of uh, the Safe Light Labs podcast. And we will catch you guys soon. Bye. All right. Take care. <laughs>